Come on in, guys. Welcome back to season five of Talking Llama, or fifth season that we are covering, Jared. How's that feel? So you could say this is the Thailand of Talking Llama. You you could, but should you? Depending on how this season goes, it might be. I I don't like having that, that dark cloud cast over us. Um, well, you set me up too easy. 30 seconds into the recording of our premiere recap. Um, I don't like the tone you're setting for... The next 14 or so weeks. Um, I guess we'll just have to do whatever we can to not let that be the case. What do you th- what do you say? Yeah, yeah. That that'll be the intent. Just be better than Thailand. I think we can <laughs> I think we can handle that. Jared, what were you what were you thinking heading into this season? You know, before the premiere, what what was your survivor hype level at? It was a it was a solid four seven. Yeah. Out of five. I, nice. Um, out of ten, yeah, I I didn't really, I didn't really hype myself up for this season. Like I was, I, I generally pleased with the move to ninety minutes. Like it's hard not to do better with that. So, um, yeah, I I thought that that was a, a move in the right direction. At least I like, I actually didn't look into the cast ahead of time for this season. And uh, I don't know if that was like just subconsciously. I I don't know. I just didn't want to or what. But yeah, that's um, minimal preparation coming in. I was kind of the same. I I found myself the last few seasons doing less of the kind of the prep, if you will, um, specifically on, on the cast. And I still listen to... So Rob Sistrin, you know, does some or Mike Bloom does some interviews with the cast before the season and they air them on on the RHub network. I listen to those to kind of get a general vibe of the cast and maybe what to expect. Um, but I'm not really watching videos or anything. And I think part of that is. I don't want to get myself either hyped up. And then be let down by a crappy season. And I don't want to go into the season too negative. If the tribe in those interviews, which are before the island, before the game starts, before they meet each other and talk to each other, if they come off as, to me, unappealing, uninteresting, not funny, entertaining. I don't want to come in with a super negative mindset because I feel like we're already negative enough <laughs> on yeah. the show right now, relatively speaking, to other Survivor seasons that I don't need any any help on, on that front. Um but like you said, the, the move to 90 minutes was was good. I don't I still don't know that I fully trust production to responsibly use the extra time. Um, so that remains to be seen. But you're you're a season plus into Australian Survivor, so you've seen firsthand um what extended episodes can do. So one episode in, you know, hopefully they'll 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 get they'll get their footing. And they will will knock knock it out of the park. You know, we'll we'll see. 
Um, before we get into the specifics, what do you think? Just big picture thoughts on on the premiere for Survivor Forty Five. It was uh, sufficient, I guess. Um, yeah, I, like usually there's something within the first half hour where I'm just like I'm out, like I'm super out for this season. Uh, at least for the last several seasons, that's been the case, and. I don't know if I got that or if I'm just used to it now, but the like all in all, I I thought the episode at least like flowed fairly well. And uh, yeah, we we got to see more of people than we usually do. Well, what's funny here is it was a 90 minute premiere, which is actually shorter than most premieres. Oh, most premieres have been two hours, two hours. Okay, well then, um, but I I actually didn't feel feel the difference there. I thought the ninety minutes was was fine. I, so I think for me then the the issue was like, or or the improvement this time around was how they spent their time, um, because like, I guess for runtime of these Australian Survivor episodes, like it's what relatively the same to what we got tonight. Um, yeah, so I guess like my, uh, first off, my gauge of time is not (laughs) super great right now. Um, but also like how I thought they used their time much better in this episode than they have in premieres before, because like we've come into this show, uh, confused on like like who people are. I mean, yes, we got to see more of one tribe tonight than the others, but like it didn't feel like it was all just trying to cram in a bunch of advantages and new twists to the game. Yes, that that was a that's a great a great point that the idols are a little different, which we'll we'll get to that. I mean, marginally different, I suppose, and how the beware advantage works. Um, but yeah, there was no they they switched up the sweat and savvy a little bit. But there, yeah, there was no, oh, and this time you have to do this super dumb thing that no one's gonna gonna like. But Jeff's gonna shove it down our throats anyway. Nothing like that. It was relatively, you know, status quo. You know, for better or for worse, and kind of just let the game breathe. That's what we. That's the phrase that I've been using since season forty-one. Let the game breathe. Let the players play. And so far, it's doing that. But we've had that feeling on premieres before. And there's still plenty of time for the journeys to suck the wind out of the sails and for who knows what. But positivity, Jared, that's the that's the name name of the game. If if we're the Thailand of, of Talk Lama right now, that was a very negative season all around. We got to flip the script on that one. Well, hey, in a, in a positive light, I I felt like we got to know the players better in an hour and a half than we usually do in two. So, huh? How's that? I like it. A little positivity from Jared here. That's that's a sight to be seen or to be heard, I suppose. Yeah. Well, let's just get started then. Unless any any other big picture you want to start off or get off your chest before we go back to the beginning here. No. Nope. I'm ready. All right. So let's first just run down the tribes. We've got the Balo in blue. We got Brando 23. Bruce 47 returning player. The first returning player. I've got some survivor thoughts on, expert. He's some, been. Yeah. I think we'll both have some thoughts on on this part of it. 
Um, we'll save those though, because I'm sure that'll be good. Jake, 26, an attorney. Katura, 35, also an attorney. Kelly, 29, critical care nurse. Kendra, 31, bartender. On Lulu, the Yellow Tribe. Brandon, content producer. Emily, an investment analyst. Hannah, 33, a therapist. Caleb, 29, software sales. Sabaya, 28, truck driver. And Sean, 35, a school principal. And Reba, Red. Austin, 26, grad student. D, 26, entrepreneur. Drew, 23, grad student. J. Maya, 24, singer. Julie, 49, third attorney. And Sifu, 30, gym owner. Um, so first, we get some good sound bites off the top. Uh, Katura says she doesn't want to come off as too smart or too strategic. So she's going to lie about being a lawyer. Hate that. Hate mm-hmm. even more that she was in her mind, in her mind, proven right later on. That was so frustrating that that happened that way. We'll get to it. But when Jake um, also revealed he was a lawyer and then people want to target him because he's a lawyer. Line with your job is so stupid. There should be no reason to. You're going to lie anyway. Why add one more unnecessary lie on top of everything? And then in her and now in her mind, she's she's right and vindicated. And it's very frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. The the lying about like your job or personal life is just like as far as just grinding out 26 days now and like for 26 days needing to not answer basic questions about yourself like at at some point you're just gonna slip up and because that's just like how your life is so yeah that's a it's always a, an interesting choice to go in day one and just form an alter ego that you also have to uh, live up to the entire time. Right. And then then it's always, you know, if you get found out, then you you were discovered for lying for basically yeah. no reason. And about something very like simple, then they're thinking, oh, if you're lying about something so you know, common, like your job. I feel like there are very few jobs you would actually want to lie about. I feel like sometimes people lie if they're like a pastor, something like that, because their alliance members might not think they can be cutthroat enough. And even that's kind of a stretch. You know, if you're, if you're like maybe a current professional athlete, sure. Lie about that. But but if you're, even if you're retired, not every, like Danny McCray, just because he was in the NFL doesn't mean he's some multi, multi, multi millionaire who's set for life. He might be. I don't know what his salary was, but just because you play in the NFL or NBA or anything doesn't guarantee one, you made that much money and B, that you kept it all. <laughs> yeah. What if As you're we, like one of sadly the top? Seen. Yeah. Well, all that's, yeah. Whole uh, that's a whole other speaking of which Adrian Peterson is on Dancing with the Stars. So um yeah, that that's uh he just loves he just loves to compete. He, any way he can. He loves revenue. Um yeah. Uh I was gonna ask, like, would you say you would want to hide it if you're one of the top ten bounty hunters in southeast Michigan? <laughs> if it was all of Michigan. Probably, but just southeast, I think you're probably okay. Unless you, I mean, what are the chances you come across someone that you bounty hunted before? Who knows? You got you got to be prepared. And then 
And then Emily, Emily is something else. The longer, <laughs> the longer she sticks around, the better. She talks about basically saying there's no point in coming on the show if you're not going to win. It's a waste of time if you don't. We don't see enough of this kind of attitude in the in the new era. And like this kind of makes her seem like a villain relative to what we've gotten in the past few seasons, which is this is just how how it should be. Now, I don't agree that's a waste of time if you don't win, but overall, like you know, that's that's you know, picking nets. I I love the approach she has here. So many people have come out, oh, I'm here for the experience, I'm here for the adventure, I'm here to challenge myself. Great, that can be part of it. But when like basically or what it feels like every cast member or the vast majority of the cast has that reasoning, it gets boring. Inject yeah. some some new attitude into the game like this. I love it. Yeah. Uh, I went from just like gut reaction, initial impression of Emily being like, I cannot stand this person to maybe I am this person. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. How, how did that feel? Some sort of existential crisis brought on by Survivor? Yeah. Um, just like when she was, they're like sitting in tribal and she's like, yeah, I just feel like, like I'm more of like an aggressive, irritable person. Uh, like, it's like, yeah, you know, that would probably be me. That's, that's one of my favorite things that has ever been said on this, on this podcast. <laughs> I went from, I can't stand this person to thinking I might be this person. <laughs> are, yeah. are you are you okay with that? I how does that know, feel? In in this context, I'm okay with it. <laughs> I like I will say I would not just like come out and and start throwing blows at Bruce like first thing when I get there. So I mean there are some differences here, but like <laughs> it's uh like overall her her personality of like just kind of pointing out like oh yeah like this like we did this wrong and that that's also me um but yeah it it was i I didn't think of it in this self-reflective way when i was watching it but uh i've i've now put it into words that's absolutely incredible absolutely incredible um you mentioned the the bruce part but before we get to that Let's talk about Brandon and his his entrance on mm-hmm. on the boat. Yep. He starts crying. Is this the earliest we've seen someone cry on the show? I I think so. I mean, airtime wise, it was within about five minutes. And then fine. He's overcome with emotion. I get it. It's a lifelong dream. Sometimes it just gets, gets the best of you. But then the rest of the cast just clapped for it. <laughs> Like you can show no support just like, oh, oh yeah, you know, acknowledge that you agree or you can see where it's coming from. But the clapping, if I was in his in his shoes, that would feel like patronizing to me. Yeah, I no matter how many times you say that, it will never not be funny <laughs> saying that someone cried immediately and people rewarded him with a round of applause. That's it's just like. In in my mind, that kind of encompasses everything that's wrong with, with the new era. Called yeah. the Kumbaya, the Love Fest, whatever you want to call it. Can you imagine Russell Hans? The confessional <laughs> he would have given right that or, or even even Tyson. Russell would just be legitimately mean. Tyson would be funny mean, but just you know, in that 
sarcastic, witty way about this guy is crying after taking after just stepping foot on the boat. The waterworks come. Yeah. Well, like also, it wasn't just steps on the boat and starts crying. It was recovers, stops crying, and then Jeff speaks to him and he starts crying again. I mean, he he clearly. I mean, I think you mentioned you know anxiety and things like that. So there's clearly more there, but just on the surface of what happened, it's it's just ridiculous, <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. I can't even imagine. Actually, I can. I would love to hear what Emily was thinking in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. But then then we get, then we get to Bruce, the survivor legend. Somehow, mm-hmm. like nothing against the guy, but he played for less than a day. He hurt himself on a challenge, got taken out, medevac day one, and people are talking about how, not just right now, but just, I feel like he's been revered as it's probably because he's he comes off as so likable that people just are happy to see him get another chance. But he had no time to strategize in any real sense of the word. And people are like, oh, so Bruce is back. He's a huge threat. And it's like, no, he's not. <laughs> I mean, he might be. But not because he's a returning player. The he, only less of a returning player than Francesca is a returning player. So at least she this is actually a, true. A full voting cycle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all we know about Bruce is that he could not complete the first step of the first challenge that he did, and the conclusion we've drawn from that is that he knows the game inside and out. And he made a perfect point. My advantage ends after this challenge, if even that far. Like, that's as far as I made it. Yep. And then Emily pushes back. It's like, even saying that gives you an advantage because you 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 come here knowing what's happening. It's like, kind of. <laughs> like, there's, uh, there's no yeah. reason. I, again, I love the attitude Emily has, but... I mean, this reminds me of, of Dom raising his hand in Ghost Island. <laughs> that was just funny, though. I mean, that I mean <laughs> that was hilarious. But in terms of ill-advised decisions, it's like, why uh... put yourself out there? Why speak out in that kind of way 20 minutes, 25 minutes in their time into the game? Yeah. It, it just all it does is put basically not just Bruce, that whole tribe is now like, whoa, what's up with this with this girl? And uh, then your tribe is is probably thinking, you know, show some restraint, have some filter. And I don't know. I, I love it as a viewer. It was great. But it's frustrating from a gameplay standpoint because I don't see what the benefit is to making that come. Even if I agreed with her, which I don't, what's the benefit in in pointing that out right away? Yeah, uh, well, I, I'll think about that one for a while and probably not come up with anything. Correct. That's the correct result. So the opening challenge, uh, run in pairs of in three pairs of two. The first pair empty a large crate filled with rope and sandbags, retrieve a key. Next pair jump into the ocean, swim to a boat where another key waits. Paddle back, giving the key, the two keys to the final pair. They unlock two poles, using them to retrieve their flint and other supplies from a tall pole, one of those circular windy things that we see so often um as usual winning tribe gets their camp supplies losing tribe losing tribes I should say get nothing 
accept a chance at the Sweat versus Savvy, which, spoiler alert, is now Sweat and Savvy. What a twist. On a close finish with Lulu, Reba takes the challenge, earning their their supplies. Um, Brandon, again, like, you got to feel for the guy. But he, in terms of poor showings in a premiere, his whole episode is is up there. Like, this one... If if more people struggled with the rope, I'd say maybe maybe it was wet, maybe it was slippery, maybe this, maybe that. But from <laughs> what we saw, at least nobody else really had any any real trouble getting up the ladder on on the side of the boat, right? No, I in fact I like that. Uh, who was it? Sean just basically like leapfrogged him and sprinted up the ladder and i was like oh okay i mean well first off he left him behind but second <laughs> like he did that incredibly quickly yeah yeah so poor brand brand seems like a good guy kind of like jake he feels a little bit like jacob derwin although more of jacob derwin's struggles were <laughs> they were a little more self-inflicted <laughs> yeah a little more on the social side too <laughs> yes yes but same kind of vibes just as Nice guy, happy-go-lucky, and just face plants on the premiere, which you hate to see. But you love to see. Exactly. Like, we're not piling on the guy. Like, we're not saying, oh, what a, what a loser. It's like, no, he's on Survivor. That's awesome. But just in terms of performance, a lot to be desired. Yeah, no, I'm like, there are certain people that I have to stop myself from saying certain things about because it, like, would be even somewhat mean-spirited but like i none of this towards brandon is mean-spirited at all i just it was like an incredibly unfortunate run for him it's just like any one of these things on their own would be memorable but eh, whatever it's it's survivor you're gonna have your bad moments but when it's one after the other after the other after the other you just gotta feel for the guy while yeah. also laughing with it. yeah keyword there with <sighs> then in a slight twist, the losing tribes pick two players right here to go off and do the sweat versus savvy challenge separate from the rest of their tribe. Usually they go back to their camps, get settled in a little bit, or actually not at all, they do that first, but um pick out and I believe they they read the chat yeah, they read the challenges of each they read the options and then choose which one to do and who to do it. Now they just choose two people, knowing nothing about what, what's going on to send them away. Um, I like that production knows that they needed to mix this up a little bit, but this feels, and it, and it was proven in, for my mindset by watching it play out, this feels like like a lateral change, like a change for the sake of change. Didn't I mean, I've never been a fan of Sweat versus Savvy, really, and I'm probably not going to be. It, t- it will take a lot more than this to make me get on board with it. Yeah, usually they don't like the twists that just aren't interesting or exciting at all, like just kind of go away. But like, there's just a lot of them that have been underwhelming that they've just like made an integral part of the show. Yes. Like, yeah, I don't think anything would be lost if they just took this out and you just, you got to win a challenge or go to tribal to get, to get your, to get your Flint. Yeah. Like just do that. The, the sweat versus heavy part, the one interesting thing that I like, and so we'll back up a second, get to get to the challenge. So it's instead of sweat versus, it's now sweat and, 
and it's a head-to-head competition, but with a timer. So the the four the four players who are from each tribe get to the beach and read the note. They will compete against each other. Um, first one, first tribe to finish within the allotted time will win their supplies. The sweat is move a bunch of heavy logs from one stack on the beach across. I think said two hundred feet, a couple hundred feet away. And then once that's once that's done, they start into the savvy. They have a flint connected to a rope. They must maneuver through like a metal structure, but it's it's twisted. It's there's a little it's a little, little more complicated than it might seem on face value. And again, don't hate it, don't love it. But the one thing I do like is that only these four know that this is the truth of of what happens. That it does force them if they if they lose into a decision of you know what what do they tell the tribe? How do they convince them? And it kind of played out okay, basically because Emily is insane, <laughs> and, she, and she kind of saved it. But I mean that that has a little fun wrinkle to it. But again, it's nothing that's gonna make me jump up and down in excitement over this. No, no, it's like kind of the opposite of uh, everyone winning or multiple people winning that underwater challenge that they just outlasted. They beat like, the ocean. You both won. So, uh, yeah. But this is like, nobody won. Yep. And did I miss something? Or did they not show in the challenge? So both tribes end up losing. Did they Did they show that? Or did they, did they wait for each tribe to get back and just say they lost? Yeah, I, it kind of caught me off guard too. But I don't think that like there was ever any like addressing of the result of the challenge by Jeff. Well, Jeff or wasn't like, there. I mean, by, 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 the, uh, by the show. Yeah. By the show. Um, So yeah, like I think it was like the worst cliffhanger ever. And like, cause I, I kept waiting for something to happen. like a, a flashback to yeah. some last minute success to, for one of them to, to win, to get to, you know, to win their supplies or or something this just felt yeah very weird i my theory is that like they couldn't just acknowledge on the spot like yep neither one of you could do it so like instead they tried to like create some suspense where they're like oh it looked like no one was gonna do it and then we'll have them get back to camp and tell us what happened and then and it's just like, yeah, we lost. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, one yeah. of the tribes was like that. Um, uh, so get into the tribe life now. Let's start with Reba, the the winning tribe. Uh, another attorney, Julie, who's lying about what, what she does for a living. Mm-hmm. Will continue to be frustrating, but such is life, I suppose. Uh, and then there's Sifu. Mm. My, my, my. Out hunting for idols, looking for advantages. He says in confessional, he's gonna he's gonna look, but no one's gonna know he's looking. The only problem with that, Jared, everybody knows he's looking. Yeah. Because when you're gone by yourself on day one for oddly long periods of time, when you're not getting pulled away for a confessional, you know what people are assuming you're doing? You're not, you're doing it. Looking for idols. Yep. Not, it's just, it feels so like unauthentic when people do this now. Like the, the hiding and like stalking in, like trying to be Tony is just 
like it worked with Tony because that's Tony. Yes, there's only one Tony. Yeah, so it, and it just for didn't a work. reason. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no one else can pull that off as as this was proven. Yes, like Tony was literally in engulfing himself in he would be becoming one with the jungle literally to hide. Siku here <laughs> is hiding where on one side it's all bush, on the other side it's com- just completely open. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and he gets spotted by D right away. Everyone knows what he's doing. It's unless you're already on the outs before that and you truly feel desperate where you need to just your only hope is to find an idol. Just just wait or do what Austin does. Go out, gather wood, look while you're gathering wood. Don't take extra time. Just go out, get wood, poke around a little bit, come back. Because the way they all watch the show, they know what's happening is that the beware advantage is production wants them to be found. They're not going to be like in Russell Hans's day when he had to go searching for hours on end in the most obscure of places. They're not going to be like that. They want them found early. They're going to be not just right out in the open all the time, but they're not going to be this insanely hard thing to find if you're if you keep your eyes open for it. And just go out when you're going to the bathroom, going to or from a confessional, gathering wood. You'll find one if you're if you're looking for it. And Austin finds one. He finds the beware advantage. Thinks about it for about two seconds, opens it up. First part is standard, loses his loses his vote until he actually finds the idol, which is which is a good point of clarification because all he's trying to earn is a clue to the location of the idol. <laughs> so even when he finishes his little tasks here, that's still not enough. He still has to decipher the clue, go to that spot, and still find the idol. I'm guessing once he gets there, it's, it's going to be pretty obvious. But he still has to figure out what the clue is talking about. It's like, again, it's kind of like the sweat versus savvy. I kind of like that part of it, but it's all almost because I hated the previous version of this, that like any marginally better change is going to feel better. What do you think about this little little step up or stair step for the beware? Uh it it felt very much like a um uh Chris Kuna created event. This was uh the there has to be like a clue to like another clue and then it's just I, I kinda liked it, you know, like for that reason. There's there's just like a lot of work that needs to be done. Like there's like a decoding thing. That's what got me thinking about it. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, I don't mind. I don't mind. Like I'd prefer we not spend all of our time, like watching him do every single step of this, but, uh, yeah, it, it's okay. Yeah. So that's, that's my worry. What this felt like to me is production said we have 30 extra minutes to fill. What can we do? Let's just make this complicated thing even more complicated so we can show more of it. That's what it feels like. And if that's how it plays out, that's really disappointing, especially when we're assuming all three idols will be the same. So we'll get to watch three people do the same thing three times. Yeah. So we'll see what the tasks are. Maybe the ta- the second and third. I don't think they said how many tasks, just the, these tasks. 
will be fun and they'll be entertaining. But again, if they are the same, and I would think by their mindset and the spirit of fairness, they all will be the same. It's it was like like the beads on that forty. What season was Gabler? 43. 43. Then who won last season? Uh, Yam Yam or Jam Jam. Jam Jam. That's right. Yep. Okay. So yeah, the, the bead stuff was kind of fun the first time. And then it's like, oh, you have to watch it again. Oh, we have to watch it again, again. And it was just. You know, law of diminishing returns, very real thing in in that case. And so if we're in another situation like that, it's not going to be great. But again, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, But just make idols fun again. Just make them hide them harder. Make them have to pull a Russell and just leave camp for hours. Sacri- sacrifice the social time to find an idol or where you have to have a clue to get there. Nothing was wrong with that. No, but it's a new era. It's a new I think, era. I think I'm past the point of complaining about that, but you know, no promises. But that's just the beware advantage. It's just, it's just not for me. It's just we're four plus seasons in to the beware advantage. It's just not for me. We need to have an official podcast stance on on this, and uh, I'm glad we ironed this out tonight. If we took official podcast stances on most of the new era things, people would question whether or not we even like this show. (laughs) (laughs) Just anti everything. Uh, Yeah. Yes. We like that Survivor exists. Yes. What do you like about Survivor? That it exists. (laughs) (laughs) That we watch it. That's how it would come across. Nice little paradox there. <laughs> that it's longer. <laughs> More things to complain about, potentially. Uh, uh, we, do, we do like the show, despite what some of our reactions are. The uh, Yeah, the, I, I won't. <laughs> over on Bello, the Blue Tribe, first thing Bruce says, I don't want to be the dad. I don't want to be a leader. Think of, me as a, think of me as a fun, drunk uncle. Great. What's he do first? It becomes a leader. Give instructions <laughs> and specific directions on what to do and how to do it. Yeah. Uh, Come on, man. Come on. I mean, the like. Tale, it tale was, was old as time in Survivor. I appreciate the editing on this, too. This is I have to give them. I have to give them uh, some credit on this. It was like they set it up perfectly. And just like the next minute was him like <laughs> instructing people on things. I think my my favorite thing is when someone says, I'm not going to be a leader. But first, if I can just give you one piece of advice. <laughs> yeah. Even oh, I it, forget. Even if it ended at that. Yeah. Like, that would be too much. That'd be, that was amazing. Yeah. This was a, a Nora quote from uh, Island of the Idols. But it, she said something along the lines of like, okay, I just have one thing to say. First off, (laughs) here we go. Yeah. Ah, she was the best. Miss her. God, that that challenge that she had where she had to get Miss her, let her be the caller, (laughs) that whole thing. For me, that that rivals Tony's getting extorted for just like funniest 
Well, I, th- I think I think um, Colby and Reed with the the loved ones challenge and hero villains is, I think, always going to be my favorite, at least in terms of mm-hmm. funniest moments in the show. Yeah, that's just the gold standard as far as I'm concerned. But Tony being extorted, that whole that whole part, and then Nora and the whatever I can't remember what it was, whatever that challenge or advantage she won was. She had to convince. Oh, oh, was that was that like her task? Yes, her task was to yes. convince the rest of the tribe to make her the caller in a blindfold challenge. And then not only did they not name her the caller, they sat her out of the entire challenge. Just like the, <laughs> there. I don't know how many truly laugh out loud moments there are in Survivor. There are plenty of funny moments. Get some 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 chuckles. But the truly like laugh moments. There aren't a ton of them. And that's one of them. Yep. Yep. Just great. Just great. Trip stuff. down memory lane, everybody. Uh, we were talking about Bruce. Yep. Think so. Okay. All right. That's where we were. Yep. Bruce saying he's want to be a leader and then instantly taking on the leadership qualities. The exact traits of a survivor all-star, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, subtlety. Playing under the radar. How it would be hilarious. Like, I'm not rooting for someone to just flame out, but it would be hilarious if he gets all this hype. Oh, he's got this huge advantage. He he's so much better at the game. And then he's just a terrible player. Just, yeah. Just completely just just slips and falls all the way down. Uh, yeah, like figuratively this time. Um yes, of course. So yeah, I, I would say there's like greater than a 25% chance that happens based off this episode. Yeah. 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 So that'll be fun to watch. And then this was the frustrating part. Kendra, who very personally annoys me because she's very into um, astrology (laughs) and just big. No, for me, I love, can I just add something? First off? um, Yeah. She, uh, not not that I'm an expert on this or anything, but she's like asking them about their signs. And then like it turns into we're all born in September, which like <laughs> does not mean that you all have the same sign. Also, if you are the same sign, there's a pretty good chance you're going to be born in the same month. Like, yeah, there's, yeah. There's, there's only there's a very short. What are there? Aren't there like 12 signs, 10 signs? It, yeah, it's, it's 12. It's day. not like you're. December or April. It's like you're like a third of the year, pretty much. The, the chances become much more likely when you determine you're the same sign, which I just believe is just complete nonsense, all of that. But she believes in it. Good for her. But when she's that into it, something that I just have zero interest in, I'm just tuning out. Uh, Yeah. And then she pitches yep. Jake as a potential target to Couture and Kelly, literally because he's a lawyer. I... I swore up and down when this happened. I was like, you got to be freaking kidding me. You know what a more logical reason would be that he's I'm from a- Boston. Like <laughs> people from Boston have succeeded on this show before. Let's let's go after him. It's, it's it, yeah, they're then, then, almost equally stupid. But yeah. then Couture gets all just like self-important. Just like, oh, you got to be kidding me. I'm sure. <laughs> I have no reason to, to dislike her except for this specific thing. She she's lined up being a lawyer, which I think is dumb. And then someone else got targeted because he's a lawyer. Like you, 
it's very frustrating for yeah me. very yeah. very frustrating but she i think she did a good job playing into it though like yes yes she she, she was great she she yeah. did play she played it terrifically to her credit yeah um i, I that was one of the things that like kind of caught my eye i was like okay i think she's like gonna actually be a good player Yes, and hopefully it's just one episode I can move past it and not hold it against her for the entire season. But that was when I had such a strong reaction to her line about it and then her being proven right, at least temporarily, was very annoying. But I think I've gotten that point across. Let's move on to Lulu, Jared. Just an absolute disaster of a tribe. This is this. I don't want to bury the lead here, but I mean. I, I can't think of a more uh, pathetic tribe <laughs> one episode in than this tribe. This... There's, there's been bad ones lately, though, too. What was the one with, like, Evie and uh, they, I feel like, um, uh, who is the guy, Xander or something? Like, they there's been some bad ones, but this one is just... Maybe it's because it's recency bias, but but the the funny cool. thing is, it's really only three of the six. Like Sean, we didn't see a lot from Sean, right? And and Caleb and Sabaya seem super solid. Like uh, I'll I'll push back on Sabaya a little bit. Uh, I I just she was like what a marine, and then the wall scene was tough for me knowing that information. She, she just could not get up the wall. Oh, in the upcoming immunity challenge. Yeah. Uh, it It's a small, it's a small <laughs> detail, but, and I'm not, you know, hey, we, I'm not, we gotta, we gotta hold our troops to high standards. I, I know exactly. I'm, I'm not volunteering to go out there and uh, run across any uh, open battlefields, but it was very minor gripe, but as long as we're picking on everyone in the tribe, I, I figure I'd throw that in there. Well, if, if we can target someone for being a lawyer, we can rip on somebody for not being able to climb a wall. It's it's, it's all the same. Well, oh, she's going to dominate us in the challenges. She's a Marine. We got to get rid of her. It, it, yeah, <laughs> just make up. Everyone has something you could say that about. Yes, yes. Um. So so they so first, Caleb and Sabaya, they, I guess, volunteered and Emily starts raising the alarms. Like, oh, they're the only ones that volunteered. You know, they want something out of this. Maybe they want Flint. Like, <laughs> maybe they saw what everyone else did in the first challenge. And thought, oh, shit, if we want to have a fire, we got to do it ourselves. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, again, I, I like the idea of what Emily is doing. When someone's gone, that's a chance that you have that they don't to forge some bonds. But she just she went in like a thousand miles an hour. Like you gotta, you can you can you have to slow play that a little bit. Yep. Yeah. So, so they, And then and then Brandon comes back. And so he was attended to by medical after he kind of passed. I guess he passed out at the opening challenge. So he comes back, and then he and Hannah basically commiserate over not wanting to do work, and then ha- being happy when they do hard things, as the title comes from. Um, but yeah, that, that, that two sum was, is quite the pairing. It was a lot of back padding for, um, being really weak and for basically like, doing like, like playing the games like, Oh, it's day one. We set the camp up. We're setting the camp up. Great. Good for us. 
I'm carrying this log. That's a hard thing. And I, again, I'm, I'm going to defend Brandon internally that if you just passed out, just be able to do anything physical probably feels very good. Like, oh, I'm I'm fine. Like, I can do this stuff now. But then when he and Anna are both talking about how much of an accomplishment it is, it's not really in the in the terms of the game. Yeah. Well, you know who knows that? Bruce. He's an expert. He is. Expert Bruce. So then Sabaya and Caleb come back saying nobody won, nobody got anything. And Emily is just convinced they already had they already have something that they intentionally said no to the Flint and Supplies for some sort of personal gain, which would be kind of a wild move. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like you're taking a smaller bag of rice in exchange for an advantage or an idol or a clue. You're just saying no to everything or something. It's and she, like I, I I love it. She's she's all in. I'm I'm so in. I want to get ahead personally, so I'm gonna not eat or drink anything. And the two strongest people who clearly need to be able to eat and drink to give them even a minor chance at these challenges. Incredible. And there's a great, great little montage, mini montage of people just talking about how negative Emily is. <laughs> just about like, yeah, she's a glass half empty type of person. Yeah, she's so negative. She's pessimistic. Like, yes. I mean, again, the edit, if that's what the tribe is talking about, that's what the edit's going to show. But, I mean, they can't show it. They don't have the footage and they, they have the footage to back it up. <laughs> yeah. It was not it was not quite as like in your face as the Bruce one. I feel like again, maybe it's because personality wise, I'm like similar to Emily in some ways that I'm like, well, it doesn't sound that negative to me. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. The odd here's where I started to um this is where I really started to relate to her though, is when everyone is talking about like the pyramids and stuff. And she's just like sitting there and she's like, what is happening right now? And I was like, that's me. Speaking of that, genuine question. So they're talking about the pyramids for some reason. I guess they're building a shelter. So they talk about pyramids. Sure, why not? And someone asked, who do you think built the pyramids? And rather than just saying, no, the Egyptians. <laughs> some dude, was it? Was it Brandon it was, that said that's that, who who said aliens first? Was it Brandon? I don't remember. Someone who said it was aliens, first. and then they all just say, "Yeah, yeah, I agree." Oh, it's consensus. What What do you honestly think? There is that. Was that taken out of context where it was said in a more joking type of way, or do you think that's legitimately their opinion and belief on the pyramids? I'm, I'm gonna say it was edited to make it look such a way uh because i just can't imagine that many people just immediately agreeing on that so yeah four out of 18 players on one season four out of five on one drive or four out of six or five out of six on one drive Mm -hmm. could happen but yeah and then emily's just like what the hell is going on where <laughs> am i and they're like what do you think and she goes I-, I love how she said like i literally haven't given a single thought to the pyramids until right now 
which which for uh, sure is not true, but it was the per- it was the perfect response to that situation. She spends her time thinking about the Roman Empire. Look at you being up on. Being up on <laughs> I know. Look at me. My, I know. That's Taylor Swift is at the Chiefs game. I talk about the Roman Empire. It's well, just, that that one, the 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 yeah, T Swift, you're gonna know. Collision of my two worlds. Yes. If you want to make more football references, I mean, this was definitely like Survivor. The show was the Dolphins, and Lulu is just the Broncos this past weekend. <laughs> just getting, just getting boat raced from start yeah. to finish. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, the yes, yes, pyramids. Sorry. Um, I that that moment where yeah, Emily was uh, like, have not thought about it. That was that was me, and I was like, you know what, I'm starting to get her. And that seemed to be the first time, or when it really hit home, that she, that she, where she realized, oh, I am very different from all of these people, and I have my work cut out for me. Mm-hmm. If she didn't realize it before, she maybe just had hints of it. This should have completely, you know, driven that idea home for her. Yep. Yep. Uh, so I guess we we at least have someone that we're we're on board with uh, from episode one. I don't think she has any chance to win the game. No, no. I think she's smart enough to, but I I just don't see how if she has this type of attitude and personality all twenty six days. There's just there's just no way. There's yeah, you no uh, way. The people voting for you part is gonna be. The problem. <laughs> yes. I mean, she seems like someone where they might say she's not the biggest threat, but I just can't stand living with her. <laughs> Let's get rid of her. The 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 rare emotion uh, not rare, but the the rare openly emotional vote. Is that rare? Yeah. Where it's openly emotional? Now it is, I think. Back then, like first handful of seasons, it was like the way to do it. Oh man, can't wait to see what she brings. Um, first immunity challenge, one at a time. Players rise up and over a big ramp, sliding into a mud pit. Once they're all over, they drag a heavy bag of coconuts to a net basket, throw the coconuts into the basket, where it becomes heavy enough to drop or release a set of keys. Tribe then climbs the top of a tall tower, the one you were talking about earlier. Players unlock and solve, or two players unlock and solve a massive survivor puzzle. And some innovation in this challenge, Jared. Did you see that? Catch up with the buffs. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't know if that was legal or not, but apparently there is no rule. Why would there be? I, you know, Survivor doesn't have a rule book. Jeff's drawn diagrams at Final Tribal Council. There's they're ill prepared for a lot of this. <laughs> yeah. Um, Lelu. Um. They're in super last because, or Lulu is in super last because, of course, they are. And one of the players, Caleb, maybe, or he takes two two buffs and uses it as like handles. Yeah, that's close enough. Yeah, not yeah. the word I'm thinking of, but handles to straps. I guess is what I'm thinking of to pull people up. And I I have a couple. They are super stretchy and. And they can get pretty long, but I'm surprised they, they both they held that yeah. well. Yeah. If they had was... if they had broken, does that player get kicked off the show for not having a, a valid buff? 
<laughs> no. Uh, I mean, there's no rule book though. That's probably in the rule book. You're, you're buff has to, has to stay, stay it, in its yes. original form. Section 2C buffs. Section 1A. 1A buffs. Buff care and maintenance. <laughs> Uh, but it doesn't matter because by the time Lulu gets up to the puzzle, Balo and Reba are basically done. They finish close to each other, sending Lulu to tribal, which is basically the best result because they're a disaster. And seeing them on the screen more often is going to be way more fun. This was a compl- this was a wild what five to seven minutes of pre-tribal. Yeah, Hannah just st- Hannah and Brandon are talking about Hannah's like, is it bad that I say that I want to go home? I want to sleep in my bed. I want to have comfort. I want nicotine. It's like, wait, what? Excuse us? She she mentioned the nicotine withdrawals, which I can't imagine is, is fun to go through in any situation, much less on a freaking deserted island. I mean, Shane Powers. Exhibit, I, you beat me to it. <laughs> exhibit A, but he made it hilarious. He just yelled at people. <laughs> yeah. I want this one this one spot. <laughs> oh my Who's gosh. seen my Blackberry? <laughs> Shane is the best, one of the best. Um and and then and then Brandon is like, no, you you have to say, oh, do I have to? <laughs> like her mom's asking to take out the garbage. Yeah. And and then so Brandon convinces her, and then Brandon starts breaking <laughs> down. Oh. Like I guess I guess he said he, does he, he said he has reflux. Um, so he had a horrible night's sleep. He's still in physical pain. He's he's telling Caleb and Sabaya that he's struggling. He might just play a shot in the dark at tribal. They must be just outside their mind thinking, oh, what did we do for Survivor to put us on this <laughs> tribe? Yeah, that was a tough scene. I don't it know was... what playing a shot in the dark does for you, but. Yeah. I. I'm guessing because he thought he he was going to be the obvious target. <laughs> Why do you say you're playing it then? I just uh, it's so uh, you're like I might be a target, so I'm just going to play open handed for the rest of the night. Well, I, I think he probably thought they were going to vote for him. So if he says he's going to play it, either he plays in the vote for him and whatever happens happens, or the risk of it makes him not vote for him. I don't know, but yeah, yeah. it was. He didn't really give any logical reasoning, but that'd be my thought. But anyway, um, there's that. And then Emily makes an impassioned pitch to vote out either Caleb or Sabaya because who wants to win challenges, right? Not them. She said they're already a strong, tight, and therefore dangerous duo. Um, She wants to vote out Caleb because she thinks Sabaya alone is less dangerous than Caleb alone. Um, Brandon tells tells this to Caleb. Who still considers voting out Brandon over Emily? This person is openly targeting you. You know, I might want to keep her anyway. Like, incredible stuff. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. Complete hot mess. Six person dynamic is TV gold. The shame we're going to lose somebody. Um, but it's got to be done. From that standpoint, I am glad that Emily was one to go. I think this five will. I think I think this this is the best five from an entertainment standpoint. Um, so, but before we get to that, at tribal, 
Emily basically calls out, or not basically, she does call out Caleb and Sabaya for being the obvious strong players. And they're like, hey, we didn't ask to be the strong people on this tribe. It just <laughs> happened. Nor did we think we'd be. Nor did we think we'd be. Like, we're not trying to be in this position. We just are. Which, it's, it's kind of a weak defense because someone is going to be the strongest player on any given tribe. But early on, in six-person tribes, you really need people who are competent in challenges. So, like, if Emily had better social bonds and she feels pretty confident about making it through, then I can, I guess I can kind of see it. But she doesn't have those bonds. Yeah. Like, she is going to become a target sooner rather than later. Um, And then, and then Sabaya basically, I love, I love this point that Sabaya made where it's just like by Emily constantly pitching them so hard as this dangerous twosome. She's just isolating herself from the tribe who who like Caleb and Sabaya. So targeting them specifically doesn't do her any favors. Um, and then Hannah once again just says, I don't not, I don't think I want to be here. And then Jeff's like, let me let me make sure I heard you right. Did you mean like, yeah, she said she doesn't want to be here. What do, what do you think she means? She, yes, you need you need her to say I'm going to quit the game. But the basic gist of what she's saying was super obvious, Jeff. I wonder what new Jeff thinks of quitters. I was thinking about old Jeff when with Brandon struggling at the challenge. Like he gave, he needled him a little bit on the, on the ladder, but he said like, come on, let's go Brandon. And that was it. And then I know he almost got canceled for saying that. God damn. And then the, one of my, which I, I passed, I wanted to talk about this specifically. I passed over on the immunity challenge where Brandon like slipped down the ladder and then we're just like lying in the mud. And then Jeff yells yeah. at him. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, this is interesting because either he's seriously hurt and Jeff is just berating him with <laughs> yeah. let's let's absolutely go. Or he's just lying in the mud. Which yeah. Is what, which, which is what happened. Because he got up. Like that. I'm I'm so curious what happened in turn, like in his mind at that moment. Because he he slips down and he just stays there motionless. And then he just gets up like there was no effort to like shake himself off or anything. Like, he was just he was still. And then he just gets up like he's OK. That I that did stick out to me also. I, I thought he was hurt and like Jeff just didn't realize it. There, there uh, Mike Bloom um, pulled the, he he clipped that that little bit of the challenge and says like this is. This is somehow the the worst out of context Jeff moment ever. And it's just him lying on the ground and him going, come on, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, didn't, didn't look great. But it's in hindsight, 2020, of course, hilarious. Yep. And then um, Emily basically says that, you know, there's been some drama and we maybe don't all get along, but we don't want to keep someone here who doesn't want to be here. If the, the people who respect the game should stay, which I was kind of, I, I agree with that. I'm surprised Emily brought it up. Yeah. Or I'm, I guess I'm surprised she was less vindictive in the way she brought it up. Okay. Now actually you, you may have lost me with the last one. I, my stance on like Emily, Emily here is like, if you're not going to like, like you're just going to be wishy-washy and like you're not going to care about anything like i can't work with that so i'm 
like there's no reason for us to keep you here but yeah if it, it's been a long time since you know people have used the reason of like yeah we're not gonna keep him because he doesn't want to be here yeah but th- this one is like legitimately doesn't want to be here I feel like usually when that gets brought up that person doesn't end up quitting and and so yeah. they don't always take it as seriously that they're maybe they're they're just talking or they're venting but this one was legit um, but I kind of thought she would have been more I guess mean-spirited about it yeah yeah or I more aggressive about it yeah and then she just got like all calm and measured which was like what's the fun of that you've been you've been boisterous and loud and negative this entire time and now you're giving reasonable takes that everyone agrees with what's happening maybe it's just like someone else is volunteering to go home so i'm going to shut up that's a good point she hadn't demonstrated she had that control in this episode yeah, that point. yeah. but that that's a really good point that that could be very well could be what it was that she thought she was on the block and she can just definitely say, like, yeah, if she doesn't want to be here, let's all just get rid of her. And then she does quit, which I don't want to pile on. You know, it's obviously if, if the nicotine withdrawals are, are real, that had to make it super tough. I'm sure once you get out on the island, it's a lot harder than you ever imagined. But still, on the first tribal council, it's very deflating. To have yeah. the first one out be a, be a quit. You, it's like you know all of this going on the show, though. Like, if you don't, yeah, I mean, like, you can only you can only prepare so much. You you can. This is another so two points. You know, if you have not weaned yourself off of nicotine yep. by the time that you go away for what a month or more, like. That's not great preparation. Uh, So, yeah, it's going to be rough. And then second, this is another thing that they say every premiere. Oh, I didn't know how hard it was going to be when I got here. And it's like you like this is true. You don't know how hard it's going to be until you get there. But the one thing that we've learned from everyone saying this every season is that it's really, really, really hard. Every new season is the hardest season ever. That's so, what we've learned. I mean, people come back like like the game like changes people. Like uh, we've had people go back and say like, yeah, I had trouble trusting people after I was on Survivor, and that was like, Jeremy with freaking his firefighter brothers. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's intense stuff. Yeah. So it's like, how have we? And, and it's like Brandon too. He's saying, oh, I'm a. I'm a huge fan of the show. I watch every season and I didn't know how hard it was going to be. It's like, come on. Like, yeah, you can't prepare yourself for it, but you know, it's going to be like the hardest thing ever. Yes. Yep. I see both sides, um, but it is what it is at this point. It, it's done and she's out of the game and I'm glad that we have the five left that we do in that tribe. Yeah. Nothing against her. The, the other five were just, well, Caleb and Sabaya are solid in my mind. And then Brandon is Brandon. Necessary. 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 Emily is necessary. And um, the one 
guy who Sean, Sean, who, Sean. Said, who said like seven words in the entire episode is a wild card. He seems fine, but who Climb knows? Climb that ladder real fast, though. <laughs> and that's the premiere. So last piece here, Jared. Winner picks. Yeah, yeah, winner picks here. Why don't you go first? I got to scan my list here. Yeah. Um, I feel like I got a pretty poor feel for the players in this sense of the game. Like Reba, we saw basically nothing from them. Just that Sifu is by this episode bad at the game, which again, it was about two minutes. So we'll see. Um, and um, what's the blue tribe? Belu, Bela, Belo, Belo. Yes. Bela. Um, they're all in love with Bruce until he started being a leader. Now they're not sure about him. And I don't know how good, good at the game he is. And then we saw the most of Lulu. I'm I'm leaning towards Caleb and Sabaya. I'm thinking it's probably because we saw that tribe the most, and they were the only two that came off positively from a game skill standpoint. Yeah. Um could be. But it's what we do. Gotta make a winner pick after episode one. I'm gonna go with Caleb. Just seems solid, right. good at challenges, seems likable. Why not? Yeah, yeah, and like competent too. Yeah, like he seems competent at at worst. Yeah. Um, and I, I kind of like the idea of picking people from a tribe that's struggling. Uh, because like, let's say that you get into a merge situation and like it's one tribe versus the other. Like you can just kind of latch on wherever, you know, it's convenient for you. And it, you're more of like a fluid player. Um, I, Caleb was on my short list. Um, so I'll pick someone else. I'm going to go with Katura. Um, just in the, uh, the very small, uh, sample size that we got of her kind of like leaning into the don't tell anyone you're a lawyer thing. And like being, she's shown that she's able to like, uh, put pressure on other players and like redirect, uh, the focus from herself. Yeah. I hate where it came from or how it came about, but yeah, she, it was very, very, it was a very deft move. It wasn't in your face or aggressive or anything, which is very just calm and very, very smooth and easy. Yeah. I think she'd be super good at, at final tribal. Yes. I feel like that's the only reason to get rid of a lawyer, but I can think of some examples where people international and otherwise, where you think someone would have good speaking skills at the end or wouldn't have good speaking skills at the end. And then the results are completely flipped by what you expect. So it doesn't necessarily mean anything um, one way or the other, but that would be when I would say at the end, if you're looking for a reason to vote somebody out, Oh, they argue in front of a jury. So they're going to be able to talk themselves up in this one. Um, But but yeah, she does seem like she'd be able to speak to her game effectively if she were to make it to the end. Yep. And that's really all that matters at the yep. end is can you explain your game in a way that makes people want to vote for you, even if what you're saying is true or not. And and not be Emily. Yes. yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, we big fans. Yeah, big, we're big fans we're pulling as a, t- for. As a TV really character. For. Go far. Please go very, very far in this game. But 
I feel like being Emily is going to be an eliminating criteria. Win uh, win equity is pretty low. <laughs> what what are her betting odds right now, Jared? Um, not the worst. I I would say. Um. Yeah, I. Ooh. So we got seventeen players left. I mean, I would say Brandon's probably worse than her. I would still it's like it's like 200 to one or something, though. What are the plus? What's the number out on that? So that's plus 20,000 plus 20,000. Yikes. Hey, big pad if you can get it. If you can. But there's a reason uh, it's so big. Yeah, maybe that's steep. Maybe it's like 125. That. That's a huge change. Yeah. I mean, but either way, not good. Not good. Not good. All right, Jared. That is season 45 of Survivor, the, the premiere. I mean, we had a lot of fun, a lot of laughs on the on this recap. I think we maybe enjoyed talking about it more than we enjoyed the episode or close to it. Yeah. But it, I've it got gave some us what optimism. We needed. Yeah, I've got some optimism. I'm still not completely convinced production is going to properly use the 90 minutes. I feel like they were propped up a little bit just by the excitement of the premiere and the game starting. And you've got more people, so you can show more, more camp life, more discussions. Um, we'll see what happens with the idols and how fun or not fun those turn out to be when we see them repeated. We'll see what other, I'm sure they have other twists and ideas to add to the extra airtime. Um, Cause they, they did or probes did confirm that they filmed knowing they'd have 90 minutes or they they filmed knowing there was a very very good chance they'd have the 90 minutes i think they i think they knew it if i remember the interview right um so that's good they were able to plan around it and not just have to draw from existing footage so i mean not that it would be a bad thing but i'm sh- obviously filming the show knowing your your constraints is always going to be a better thing. So hopefully they were able to use that to their advantage. Um, the cast overall, I mean, Lulu was on was the was focused on so much and rightfully so that I don't really have a good feel for anyone else necessarily from like a, uh, how much fun will they be. But on the surface, outside of Emily, feels like a lot of the same. We're so happy to be on Survivor. Let's just love each other yeah. type, of, type of vibe, which for us has not completely worked for full seasons. But one episode out of 14, we'll see what happens. Yeah, uh, almost my thoughts exactly. All right. Any final thoughts before we wrap up? No, no. Long episode. Are you going to say that every week? No, for us. We, oh, for us. Yeah, I feel like I feel like our our runtime was uh, a little longer than usual. All right. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if that's just premiere or if the, that extra half hour of airtime. I guess extra probably twenty minutes of airtime um, of actual footage makes this more common. But not our short, not our longest episode by by any means. That I'll do is for the premiere. We'll be here all season, and eventually we'll be back with a second. Australian Survivor episode, season two, 2017, probably after the season, but you never know. We'll see what we can fit in. Um, 
where are you at in that season right now? I just finished episode nine. So okay, you're, um, you're pulling away. I'm at, I'm through either five or six. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I got some work to do. Yeah. I don't know if you want me to like tell you exactly what's happening or if you just want to re-experience that, but. Only if something happens, because our plan is to talk at the merge and then the end of the season. So only tell me if something happens before the merge that you feel like you've you've got to get some thoughts on. Okay. Yeah, no, no. I just I just meant like right now, but oh uh, no. It, I'm we can save it. We can save it. There's like a few somewhat significant things that have happened so far, but not anything that needs to like work its way into uh season forty five premiere. Sounds good. All right. Well, we've got to cut this off. I've got to edit this. I'm off to New York in the morning, Jared. Ooh. On a little work trip. So going to go see the uh, the Syracuse-Clemson game on Saturday. That's a real game. It is. This is not Clemson versus Charleston Southern. I, I'm trying to figure out what, what bets to make. I feel like I have to bet Syracuse, though, because the, the company we're visiting is in Syracuse. And... I don't know if they're like full on Syracuse fans, but they're Syracuse fans over Clemson. Okay. So I can't really go in the, Oh yeah. I, I took, I took Clemson minus seven. It's like, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like no. you gotta go. <clears throat> yeah. You're like, not only do I think they're going to win. I mean, definitely by a touchdown. Yeah. They're definitely going to cover. Um, <laughs> I feel like I got to go Syracuse. So fingers crossed on that one. Yep. Um, but yeah, it should be fun, but okay. uh, fun episode. And We'll be back here next week and every week. Um, follow us everywhere as as usual. Face or not Facebook. I mean, we're on Facebook, but no one uses it. Instagram, Twitter. Again, I'm still gonna call it Twitter. The other one is just stupid. So Instagram, talking llama pod, Twitter, llama talk pod, and be on the watch for an eventual Aussie episode again. Otherwise, episode two will be out here in a week. For Jared Sunday, this is Matt Hambage, and we'll see you all next time for another stupid Christmas.